Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Reeducated, the podcast where we're going to rethink, relearn, and get reeducated on many topics related to the Black community here in the state of New Mexico. We are able to do this because of the wonderful New Mexico State Office of African American Affairs. And so we want to give a big thank you to them. Make sure that you like, share, follow, subscribe, all that to all of our platforms. You can also visit the State Office of African American Affairs website, which is oaaa.state.nm.us. Mm. <laughs> Go there to check out information on what the office is doing out in the community, how you can become a part of it, and also to give us some feedback on this podcast. I'm your host, Danny Golden, and of course, I'm joined by the one, the only, Devin Williams. <laughs> What's up, y'all? How you feeling, Deb? I feel good. How about you? Good. I'm feeling so great, and I'm actually really excited for this episode. This is episode four mm-hmm. of season two. If you missed any of season one, of course, you can go and check that out on YouTube and Spotify, any place that you listen to podcasts. <laughs> and this episode, episode four, is... Watch the Crown. Yes. There it is. <laughs> there it is. So... <laughs> Watch the Crown. We're talking about the Crown Act, which we did delve into in our first season. We had some folks from the Central Organizing Committee. Uh, We did a Zoom call, which was really fun. And that included uh, members of the committee. Students are on the committee. It was just a really good conversation. And of course, this was before the Crown Act was passed in New Mexico. And it was just recently passed. If you're not familiar with the Crown Act, it is a piece of legislation that widens protections for people with natural hair, whether that be braids, locks, bantu knots, twists, the yeah. fro. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's amazing. And I think it's it's a really big step. It sucks that it's already 2021 mm. and we're passing this, but it it really is a big step for us. Yeah, definitely. And you know, um one of the biggest things is being able to express yourself and express your culture and just embrace who you are and the nature of like your hair and this texture and just not only embracing that but being able to see the beautiful hair textures of all black people and Mm -hmm. indigenous and people of color and just to see how amazing and phenomenal we all are and how amazing our crowns are yeah that's why we call it the crown. It's mm-hmm. it's beautiful, it's special, it's radiant. And I really think that, you know, we're making strides in opening things up so people's minds up to mm-hmm. what beauty can be. Yeah. You know, beauty doesn't just come in one shape, form, skin color, hair texture. The more diverse to me, yeah. the, the more beautiful, you know. And so oh, yeah. I think we're trying to come around to that as a society. I mean... But, you know, we're getting there. Passing the Crown Act is a part of that. So that's wonderful. And um, unfortunately, it takes time longer than it should take. Again, we're in 2021 and uh, we're finally passing the Crown Act and providing protection for people of color out here, specifically black people in New Mexico. And Mm -hmm. so um, at least now we have a little bit more protection again against 
uh, being discriminated against in interviews. Mm -hmm. uh, The workplace is a big one. Yeah, workplace uh, um, and uh, education in the school systems, you know, having people, because I know I've dealt with this multiple times, people saying, oh, can I touch your hair? And, oh, can I do this? And not getting a bad grade because you have a different crown or not going to ISS or mm-hmm. uh, detention because you have a different hairstyle or there's something that you want to do with your hair that mm-hmm. is outside of social norms, which who decided that, you know? Yeah. And- we as black people shouldn't have to like divest ourselves of our like racial and ethnic identity and culture just to fit in or to be accepted in predominantly white spaces. And that's Mm. really what it boils down to. Like, why should we have to go through extra effort and spend extra money and do all this stuff to change the texture of our hair, to smooth it and lay it down and whatever, just so other people can feel more comfortable, Mm -hmm. you know? And this is where we are. I know you've experienced it. I've definitely experienced it from from young ages, Mm -hmm. you know, like being in school. I mean, kids are actually like two times more likely, I think, or two or three times more likely to be sent home from Mm -hmm. school because of their hair texture. Black kids are. So that's a problem. Oh, yeah. Not definitely. Period. (laughs) (laughs) It's a problem to get sent home from work. It's a problem to have people, you know, just constantly bombarding you with comments about like, you, it would be more professional if you straightened your hair. You know what? You should really trim that fro down. <laughs> like, it's so much more common, I think, than people realize. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I still I still get told that, hey, you probably have more opportunities or things will probably be better if you didn't have dress or if you cut your hair down. I'm like, well, you know, they're missing out on an amazing person who has Absolutely. so many credentials and so much experience. And mm-hmm. again, it's it's um it's wonderful to be able to work for the State Office of African American Affairs and be able yeah. to have a space to be myself and everything. And so just being able to have that backing and have that support in other spaces for other black people and people of color. I just think that yeah. we're this is a long time coming and we're finally here somewhat. I mean, yeah. you know, passing it is half the battle. The next thing is going to definitely be enforcing it and holding yeah. all these uh, individuals and these institutions and systems accountable for yeah. not discriminating against black people. Yeah, 100%. Well, I actually uh, was reading an article where uh, it talks about how when these types of discriminatory cases go to court, the courts actually majorly side in like in favor of the employer Mm -hmm. that discriminates against the person. So I think that's a a main area where a protection like this would come into play. There's no more grounds for that. We're we're making strides. Oh yeah, definitely. For sure. You know what I mean? And it I mean I don't know if you don't know what Crown Act stands for. It's an acronym for creating a respectful and open world for natural hair. Mm. So it's beautiful. That's beautiful. Okay. I love. <laughs> I don't know. It's just something so powerful about just hearing yeah. that acronym, and you know, once you hear, it, just thinking about your crown and yeah, just I don't know. It's so it's beautiful. Yeah. It's radiant. I mean, honestly, we our hair is just such a big part of our culture and our identity and the way that we relate to each other mm-hmm. as a community in, you know, bonding, in raising our our kids. You mm-hmm. know, some of my best memories with my mom are times when I'm getting my hair braided or oh, I'm yeah. doing, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's such a, 
there's so much emotion tied to it. I mean, of course, when she wouldn't beat me in the head mm-hmm. with a brush. I know, yeah, that's the worst <laughs> Still. part. Still. <laughs> but uh, even that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We laugh about it. It's it's something that bonds us and brings us together. It's shared experiences that we have surrounding our crowns. And, you know, one might ask maybe a person that's not been around many black people, mm-hmm. like, what's the big deal? Why don't you just straighten your hair? It's not just hair to us. Yeah. It's our culture. It's our identity. It's mm-hmm. our it's our crown. Yeah, it's know? our story. So it's you our know, story. there's there's so many stories that are told, like just with you having your hair braided. Like I used to yeah. get mine too. Yeah. I mean, I had the little cornrows, you know. Did you? They <laughs> they stopped right here on the deck, you know. But oh my hey, I promise I was rocking them like they was coming down to my shoulder. <laughs> you was over there like little bow wow. Yeah, I'm like, I had like two B's. I'm like shaking it, you oh know. My I was feeling myself. But yeah, I mean, you know, your hair tells a story and it's amazing like to see the different stories of individuals just seeing them walking around and to take away the stories of those individuals. Yeah, I mean, I always go back to in last season when we talked to the Central Organizing Committee, Mm -hmm. I brought up the video that I saw circulating on social media of this teenage boy. He's on a wrestling team. He's getting ready for a match Mm. and they literally cut his locks off and my heart Oh, just it hurts so bad because it's like you don't have any idea. You don't understand what care and what time and what energetic investment goes into us caring for our crowns. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, removing that is taking away our story. And and so hopefully with the passing of the Crown Act in New Mexico, mm-hmm. we'll be able to avoid situations like that and come into a space where it's just generally more accepted. Yeah, no, definitely. And again, I can't stop thinking about how much I love not only my crown, but our crowns. And so one thing I wanted to ask you is, what is your favorite thing about your crown? (sighs) My favorite thing about my crown is how... Flexible, like I can just do so many things with it. I'm, I'm constantly amazed by it. Hair is alive. If it wasn't alive and it, it couldn't be fed, and why do we say grow your hair? Because it's growing. You have to nourish it. You moisturize it. You love on it. It's like a house plant on your head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I think that's what I like the most about it. Like that you can put love and nourishment into it and just watch it flourish. And I think that that's, it's so beautiful. I love being able to rock my fro or rock the braids or bantu knots, whatever it is. Cause you know how I, I always oh, yeah. change up my hair. <laughs> <I know> <laughs> but that's what I love is, okay. you know, all the beautiful things that we can do with our hair. It's an art form really. Yeah, I mean, braiding and all of the different techniques that we used to style our hair mm-hmm. really go back hundreds and hundreds of years. And oh, I yeah. think that's so special, yeah. you know? No, I definitely agree. And it, just the versatility, you know. Yeah, versatility. Our, that's a good word. <laughs> there it is. That's the word of the day. You pulled out that thesaurus. I know. I was like, oh, let me Google what, what's, a, what's a good word to, what for many. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple. Right, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely agree. It's just the versatility and the different dynamic things that you can do with your hair. Like yeah. I I I agree that it's just that so beautiful. Mm-hmm. 
And for me, I it's kind of twofold. Like mm-hmm. one, the things that you can do, the versatility, but two, the aesthetic, like the look. Just like, the look of it, right? Honestly. Man, I just, you know, from having like the waves to yeah. the braids to the fro to mm-hmm. the locks to everything. It's just so cool how there's so many different art forms, like you said, art yeah. forms to how hair can look aesthetically. And I just think that that's the most surreal thing about the crowns that we as black people have, you know? Yeah, it really does. Like, I mean, if you like... Look at a black person with their natural crown. Like, look at them and look at them closely and you'll really see a glow. Like, you know what I mean? I just like, I feel you when you're talking about like the waves and the, it's just so beautiful. It's really, it's really art. Even to the point to where there's hair that, you know, falls with gravity and Mm -hmm. some that defies gravity, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like just... It's, I don't know, it's, it's just, beautiful. yeah, it's so unique <laughs> in so many different ways. And so yeah. I definitely, I definitely appreciate our crowns for sure. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I, it took me a while, honestly. I would be lying if I sat up here and like, I've always been like so proud and enthralled and confident with my natural hair oh, because, no. because of the societal like conditioning around, uh, you know, beauty standards in this country, like hair is a big part of that. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, skin color, it's, you know, facial features, it's all things like that. But the texture of our hair, like it's, you Mm -hmm. always see long, silky, you know, falling down the back. So for me, I went through a phase where I straightened the crap out of my hair. Mm -hmm. Like I would just fry it. Like the more I could lay it down, the more I could slick a relaxer in it, the more I could just... I just felt like if I could just lay it down and make it, like, behave, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then I would just fit in or I would just be, like, more accepted and more beautiful. Yeah. Um, because I did. When I would wear my natural hair, it's like, you you just get all these dumb remarks. Oh, just yeah. people saying dumb stuff. Like, you look like you're from the 70s. Mm-hmm. Like, that. I used to hate that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. or... Your hair looks so cool. It's so interesting. Yeah. It's just like, why can't my hair be beautiful? Why mm-hmm. can't my hair be sexy? Why can't my hair be gorgeous? You yeah. know? So all of that like led me to just like frying and dying and mm-hmm. all that, you know, to just try and um fit in and it took some time for me to just like really realize like what a beauty, mm-hmm. like the spiral of our hair, like yeah. the texture, like just the way like it grows. And like you said, it defies gravity is just, it's amazing. Oh yeah, definitely. And before we uh, go to the break, just another thing um, with my hair, especially mm-hmm. just growing up in certain areas, it wasn't really much research or like much mm-hmm. advice when it came to black men's hair or black mm-hmm. boys' hair. And so, I didn't know what to do with it. I had it long for a little bit, but um, my mom didn't know. Like, we didn't know, and so I used to just cut it. But as I got older and learned more and started to really just appreciate, grow, and experience my hair, 
Yeah. Um, it was just so surreal just to see what I could do. And I wish that when I was younger, I had a little bit more understanding of like how to yeah. really just nourish and grow and take care of your hair. Yeah. And now I think that is a good thing about like being in this like technological informational age. Mm-hmm. There is so much more information. There's tutorials and everything about how to like care for our hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's wonderful that we can, you know, go to YouTube, mm-hmm. look up, you know, Knotless braids. Yeah, <laughs> if you Google look at, it. If you look at my feed, it's all like natural hair videos, <laughs> which is beautiful. I wish I had had that when I was younger because mm-hmm. I, and my mom too, you know, just like yeah. your mom, if we had those resources. But I'm grateful that all of that information is out there and everything now. So yeah. let's go to a break. Enjoy these sounds from In Scott Loves Life. We'll be right back. on many topics facing our Black community here in the state of New Mexico. I'm your host, Danny Golden, and I'm joined by my co-host... Devin Williams. What's up? Thank you guys for sticking around. We appreciate all your support, and we want to give a big thanks once again to the State Office of African American Affairs. You can visit their website, oaaa.state.nm.us, to learn more about the office and everything it has going on. Over the break, you heard some sounds from M. Scott Loves Life, also known as Marcus Scott, the... CEO of Better Sense, the production house that does all of our post-production for the podcast. Big thank you to Mr. Scott. So we're getting back into it. Today's episode is called Watch the Crown. And of course, we are talking about the Crown Act. Mm-hmm. And our beautiful crowns. Our beautiful course. crowns. We were talking before we went to break. Just it. It's easy to just go through the technicalities and run it down and mm-hmm. what it is, but... I think we would be remiss to not like discuss the importance and the depth of importance of our hair mm-hmm. to our culture, to our stories, to our lives. Yeah. And so we were just recounting all of the wonderful things that we love about our crowns and some personal experiences and moving forward to, you know, Presently, where the Crown Act has been passed in the state of New Mexico, Mm -hmm. Uh, the Central Organizing Committee was a big part of that. So big ups to everyone involved in that committee. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of work to get legislation through. It takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of persistence Mm -hmm. and consistency (laughs) (laughs) in order to push things through like that. So I'm really proud of all of them. so grateful for all that work. Um, as we always say, it takes a community to help a community. And so big shout out to them and all the other stakeholders and individuals involved because 
that is not one thing that one person can do, but it's it takes a collective mm-hmm. for all of us to be able to appreciate our crowns and to mm-hmm. be able to do this. Unfortunately, it took as long as 2021 mm-hmm. to get this done. This should have been done a long time ago, but Absolutely. the fact that it did get done and to all the vin- individuals involved with it, again, it's just amazing to have that support and have all these individuals who are interested in mobilizing the yeah. black community in different aspects, which this one happened to be the crown. Yeah, Thank for sure. Me. I want to point out that there are some amazing allies in mm-hmm. this, you know, because it's not only just us asking to be seen, to be heard, accepted, demanding actually at this point. Mm-hmm. I love that we're in this space where we are demanding everything that mm-hmm. is owed to us, every, you know, justice, privilege, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does take allies, you know, and so I'm I'm grateful to see non-Black folks mm-hmm. out there, you know, pushing for this, you know, saying like, I realize that my life is more enriched. You know, my companies, my, you know, my businesses, my community is more enriched the more diverse it is Mm -hmm. and the more that we all accept and allow people to show up fully as themselves without discrimination. Yeah, definitely. There's something powerful about that and just to be able to have a space to, again, show up and be yourself, Mm -hmm. be your authentic self and not feel like you have to code switch and um, be compromised and be mm-hmm. flexible in these spaces just to be somewhat semi-accepted. Um, yeah. And so, no, it's definitely powerful. And the biggest thing about the Crown Act is just the protection that it's going to offer, not only overall, but specifically when it comes to school systems. Because, again, Everything, like your life experiences, uh, some of your identity and some of what society perceives you to be happens in the K through 12 education system Mm -hmm. in those certain spaces. And so being able to have that protection and not get detention and not get a bad grade, not get sent home, not getting beat up, not getting antagonized, scrutinized by uh, students, faculty, and staff, Mm -hmm. and, you know, in some cases, parents. Being able to have that protection, I think it goes a long way, especially for our young black children, but all children of color. Yeah, 100%, because those we've talked about in other episodes when we're discussing other topics, how the traumas stay with us. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, And as a child in school... I mean, I'm I still carry some trauma from, you know, which we were talking about before the break. Yeah. Um from just the microaggressions and I mean, just the flat out aggressions mm-hmm. uh people when we wear our natural hairstyles. Mm-hmm. And that that's just is really unacceptable. Like the last thing you need to be worried about when you're trying to go to school and get your education is like people putting you out for your hair. Yeah. Like calling the hair on your head that grows out naturally that way, a distraction. Mm-hmm. It, what it comes down to is for whatever reason, which we know because we talked about how amazing our crowns are, uh, it frightens people who don't have 
hair like us. Mm-hmm. And that's very sad, but it's a it's a fact, you know. Yeah. So people just don't know how to like reconcile like, oh, your hair is different from mine. Yeah. You know, different does not mean bad. Different doesn't mean distraction. Different doesn't mean any of that. It's just, it is what it is. Like, let these kids get their education. Let people, you know, show up for an interview how they want. Definitely. And I think that is the responsibility of teachers, faculty, and administrators to empower those students who are being discriminated Mm -hmm. against. Because, again, you're perpetuating the issue whenever you are sending a school kid to detention because Mm -hmm. they want to wear a certain hairstyle or um, they're getting bullied and you're just like, oh, you shouldn't have showed up like that. And Mm -hmm. at that point, we're talking about equity because, again, it's not it's a lot of black people, but it's people of color in general. Mm -hmm. You have Native Americans. They have their specific styles. We have our specific Mm -hmm. styles. You got Hispanic and Mexican and Latinos. Mm -hmm. They have their styles. And just to be, uh, especially for black kids that want to have maybe a different hair color, want to have locks, want to wear afro, want to have so many different expressive ways to show who they are and their personalities and themselves to be able to not empower them or taking that away from those young kids and perpetuating the the problem, you're scarring them, you're traumatizing them for life for when they become adults and when they start to learn how to operate in the world. Well, and, and to that point, the other, you're not only scarring like the kids that are enduring the discrimination, you are reinforcing those ideas for the non-black students and then they go to be the HR managers. Mm-hmm. They go to be, you know, the the staff and faculty at educational institutions and so we find that that just like is is, you know, perpetuates that and mm-hmm. creates that cycle. So, um, you know, the Crown Act is being passed in New Mexico it is a big deal. And for those of you that aren't familiar, we talked about this before the break, but Crown Act stands for creating a respectful and open world for natural Mm -hmm. hair. And that really is what it's about. Open, respectful, like you don't have to wear your hair in afro. Mm -hmm. Some of you can't. (laughs) But you don't have to, you know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be your hair for you to just accept it. And at the very least, least, just leave people alone and let them be them. Exactly. You know? Mm -hmm. And one of the, one of the things, um, now that we've had this legislation passed, it's going to take some time for it to be included and mm-hmm. be enforced. But when it comes to that, know your legislation. And mm-hmm. so if you need to find out where the Crown Act is, you can go to nmlegis.gov and go to legislation keywords and type in Crown Act for the 2021 regular session. Perfect. And then it'll come up and you'll be able to see in depth what the legislation says, what it entails, and all the different things that you can reference, especially if you have a child or a student or even yourself in certain um, situations where you need to have that protection. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a, a big part of this is just staying educated. Yeah. Like you said, uh, nmlegis.gov mm-hmm. is a, an amazing resource just so you can really know what this legislation entails. Mm-hmm. You know, um, knowledge is power. 
Yeah, it definitely is. And, you know, um, in order for us to be able to stay, have power and stay empowered, we have to have different sources that we can reference for accountability. Yeah. And holding these systems, these uh, individuals that are um, living or buying into the system and Mm -hmm. perpetuating the discrimination that uh, comes from the system, we have to understand what's going on in the legislation and the documentation and the things that are in black and white that keep these different systems and individuals in the system accountable. 100%. And so, not Could have said it better, Dev. <laughs> you know, I, I can spit a little solid here and there. But, um, yeah, I definitely think that we have a lot of work to do. We're, you know, we just are at the legislative phase. It's mm-hmm. going to take a lot of time, a lot of energy, and a lot of effort to really mobilize and create a safe space and inclusive yeah. environment for our kids and for black people who are living here and for people of color living here. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, with that being said, there's— uh, a shift happening, you know, nationally, globally. But if we kind of zoom into New Mexico, mm-hmm. where we have a very small percentage of Black folk here, it poses a different challenge because if you don't see Black people often and mm-hmm. you don't see natural hair and you don't you don't get it, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Not that that's any excuse, yeah. but it it also plays into it, you know what I mean? So it like that's all I'm saying that it, it poses a different challenge when there's so few of us here, you know, but nevertheless, regardless of how many of us are here or how few of us are here, we should should be protected. Yeah. And so the Crown Act's a big part of that. Definitely, and just to add on to your point, we also need to have people check their privilege in the sense of Mm -hmm. if you don't need to worry about that type of stuff, worry about your hair and everything, you should be doing what you can do to provide spaces for people who have to worry about that stuff. So you need to do your research, understand Mm -hmm. a little bit, at least the basics of the different cultures that are, that are being oppressed Mm -hmm. in these systems as it pertains to their crown and do your research as an ally, as somebody who has privilege. Yeah, 100%. Because even though you may not be in a position of power or, you know, making decisions when it comes to uh, someone's natural hair, those microaggressions and those, you know, questions and bombarding people because of the difference of their hair, that also like has an impact on us. It has an impact on our psyche Mm -hmm. collectively. I mean, the article that I was referencing earlier by um, Karen Grigsby Bates of the NPR Code Switch podcast talked about how we are more likely to experience high levels of anxiety and stress surrounding our hair. Mm -hmm. And it's like, think about it. If that's something that you don't have to even worry about when you get up, and you go out into the world, then that that is privilege, 100%. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it is it is about educating yourself so you don't even make those small uh, microaggressions to uh, folks of color because you just don't know better. Mm-hmm. Because ignorance and willful ignorance is complicit, yeah. you know, in, in the system that does marginalize and oppress us exactly so get active educate yourself (laughs) (laughs) couldn't have said it better myself 
Well, um, again, I think the next big steps as it pertains to the Crown Act is just keeping up with what's going on. And again, mm-hmm. um, the resource nmledges.gov is a huge resource, not only with the Crown Act, but all the legislation that we're referencing in for this year. Uh, make sure whenever you're looking at keywords for legislation, um, you should make an account for nmledges.gov. But uh, when looking for keywords, make sure that you're selecting the actual year that the legislation came mm-hmm. out and the actual segment of the year. And so Good you'll point. have um, start and end date, and it'll always start at the most recent session. And so That's for wonderful. this one, it's going to be special session 2021. So you wouldn't find it. You'd have to go to regular session okay. 2021 in order to see the Crown Act and see all the other legislation that came. Perfect. Yes, mm-hmm. do that. Um, Follow. Educate, yeah, educate mm-hmm. yourself. Get involved. Following the Central Organizing Committee because they're continuing to do the work that's needed in order to grant us these rights of having protection of our crowns. And so make sure you're staying in the loop, staying in the loop nationally, looking at what uh, other states are doing, what other um, organizations around the country are doing. And yeah, just continue to empower those who are being discriminated against because of their crowns. Absolutely. It's just our crowns are so special and they're so beautiful. And really, it's not a lot to ask to be able to show up as our authentic selves, Mm -hmm. as you mentioned earlier, in any space that we enter. We should not have to change, cover up, downplay any of that in order to make other people comfortable. And so once again, so grateful that the Crown Act has been passed Mm -hmm. since 2021. A lot of work to do to help this take root and go into effect. And so once again, you can visit the State Office of African American Affairs website where we have a lot of this information. It's oaaa.state.nm.us. Remember to like, share, follow, all that, that way we can keep this going, get this message out there and continue to rethink, relearn and get re-educated. We appreciate y'all hanging out with us today for episode four of season two. We'll catch you next time. Take care of those crowns. 